Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth Reframed. Hey out there, how you doing? Uh, we are so happy you're here. Welcome to another episode of Growth Reframed and uh, welcome Maggie. Oh, thanks. You're looking very cute today in your little fall uh, fall garb. Thank you. I actually have uh, some fall earrings on too, but you can't see them because they're covered all the way up. So sad. Oh, but they're cute so little sad. leaves. Let's see, sweaters, fall leaves, pumpkin spice, cozy nights, and full, full transparency. Meg asked me before if it was too early for fall and I said, I, I don't think so. I think it's just a feeling. I've had a few <laughs> pumpkin spice myself and I'm perfectly fine with it. So if you want to do your fall, if you want to do you boo, that's all good. Speaking of doing you, today we're going to talk about values and specifically we're going to talk about our values and principles, but we're going to, we're going to also really recommend that you come up with your own values and principles moving forward. And we'll kind of explain why. But one of the reasons this was even on the top of our head is we had talked about it, I think, on last week's episode about values. And it was just like, I'm not even going to try to unpack this in, you know, two minutes. Like, that's just that's not going to work. And because I think it's singularly super important to every single decision and thing you do in your life. And I know that's a lot of pressure to put on it, but I feel like the values and principles for me as a person is kind of my guiding light, my North Star for every decision I make. And so we wanted to take the time today to go through on a full episode to kind of go through all of these things and hopefully be able to share a little bit more about us, but then more uh, encouraging encouragement to you to come up with your own set of values and principles. Yeah, I know we touched on this last week, but I just want to reiterate for those of you who might not have been hanging out with us last week, that we were recently at the Vault Conference, which was put on by Patrick Bet David. And my comment on last week's episode was something along the lines of, I really admire Patrick Bet David because he has values and he sticks to them. Like he's unrelentless. Is that even a word? Unrelentless? Must be. That I think it's relentless, right? <laughs> not unrelentless. Because yeah. it'd be relentless because okay, he's yeah. not giving up. I don't unrelentless know. would so, be like he's giving up. I don't, I don't it know. It sounded weird when I said it, but also I was like, well, I can trust myself, but you're probably right. Yes, he's relentless in uh, keeping those values and demanding that those values be met in his personal and professional life. And so we were kind of going down that road a little bit, but then we decided we needed to have this conversation today separately. But yeah, I, I do really appreciate and admire when people have a very uh, concrete set of values that they live up to, that they demand are met. I think that's super important. I think it's the guiding light for your life. It's the guiding light for how you uh, want to show up in the world, but also how people are supposed to show up for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, I look at it and like you said with PBD, but I look at it for myself too. They're my non-negotiables. And so when these things come up, that's why it comes back and it's so important because when it comes up to decision-making, when it comes up to whether you're going to take this next opportunity or maybe that opportunity or whether you're going to work with this person or not, or whether you want to invest money in this or time in this or energy in this, does it align with what I want? And if it doesn't, then the answer should be no. 
if it does align with my values, great. And I feel like in this world right now, this is a dirty word because we don't want to offend anybody by saying, this is my values, this is my principles, this is my belief. But in doing that, then we're a bunch of robots saying the same thing and everyone's saying the same thing and doing the same thing. And you're not really living into your true authentic self, which we touched on a little bit last week. But if you're not living in your true authentic self, then the world doesn't actually fully get you. And I would argue that you should be able to allow and share yourself with the world and give them something than what the next person might say. Does that mean you might rub some people the wrong way? Absolutely. Does that mean you also might find your tribe and people that you should associate with more or can make a deeper connection with because you're being true to what you really believe? I also believe that's true. We kind of talked about it in the context of our company, Meg, but we talked about it in the context of our life too. And I don't know if this was on or off camera, so I just want to say it again that sometimes this person, this thing is not for you. And sometimes they are. And if it is, great. And if it's not, also great. Because then you determine that you don't need to spend any more time and energy on that relationship, that job, that thing. If it's not in alignment with who you want to be. So my challenge is to come up with the values because, and we'll talk some about our own values here in a second, but if you don't have those non-negotiables, if you don't have those things, then what happens when something goes against your moral code? What happens when something goes against what you truly believe? You're just going to bend and bow, and then you're not really going to even remember what you truly stand for. And that's an important question that I think we all need to answer coming out of this episode and just in life in general. What do you stand for and who do you want to be? Deep stuff. All right. You want to dive in? Yes. Okay. So one of the very most important, these are not in a particular order, by the way, but one of the very most important values for us is, I'm sure you guys have kind of gotten this vibe, but family. One of the most important things to us is developing our family, developing as a couple, developing as a unit of four that we are. We are just not going to do things in our lives that don't support us being the type of family that we want to be, period. And it's just so important for us because we don't have a lot of time together. The two of us are very busy. We are not with our kids a lot of the time because they're in school. And then after school, they go to aftercare. Before school, they go to before care for a little bit. They just have a busy life and so do we. And even when it's nighttime, it's homework and all the things. So the times that we get to spend together are going to be intentional. And we're just not going to back down from that. We're not going to back down on who we want to be as a family and the types of things that we choose to spend our time on as a family. Right. And I'm not going to let someone speak against that. I'm not going to put myself with someone who doesn't understand that that's one of my values. That's why a lot of our friends have small kids. There is a friend group that all has kids and family and family is important to everyone that we associate with. And that's on purpose. And that's trying to associate ourselves with someone who's not going out and partying every night and not going out and needing to travel all the time away from our kids. And, and it gets real, real quick. And I'll give a perfect example. So there's a conference coming up in April that I really want to go to. And it comes back to these values because I really would like to go. It would really be amazing for our business. It would be really amazing for me as an individual. The only issue is it falls on my daughter's birthday which would mean I would either, either need to be gone on my daughter's birthday completely, or I could potentially leave this event early and get back on time 
hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, to be able to spend time with her on her birthday. And to be honest, I'm having a real struggle with that. Because at the same time, as I know it will be super productive for me as an individual, and I believe you need to do things for yourself sometimes. I mean, it's a lot of times you need to do things for yourself. And I also know it would be a huge injection for me as far as motivation for my business and the thing, other things we're trying to do. I also have to kind of juggle that with, yeah, but what about my number one job of being a dad, of being there for my daughter on her birthday? And it's a big birthday for her. That's why I struggle too, because she's going to be double digits. She's going to be turning 10. And so to me, I don't know why that has like an impact on my decision-making. The point is whether I decide to go or not, I'm taking in one of my core beliefs to make that decision. It's not just something I make off the cuff without thinking about it. It's something that I tie everything to and then associate with the right people. Because if I went to one of my friends and asked for what they thought about it, the likelihood is they would speak into my value and principle on family rather than just saying, well, just go do it. Where like, if you don't have the right people around you, that can happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's, I just want to share that we actually had a big conversation about this before, before we even started talking like as a family about it, we were talking just the two of us together about it. Like, what would that look like? And we had already determined, determined that, you know, rather than it being both of us going, it would be you, just one of us, so that I would be here to wake up with her on her birthday. Mm-hmm. And before we even brought it to her, even to just kind of explore, we also talked about the fact that it's probably going to be a thing that you come you come home early for. You don't stay the whole conference because that would put you home the next day, the day after her birthday. You wouldn't see her on her birthday, and it would be the three of us here celebrating that 10th birthday without you. And it's a weekday birthday, so it's, you know, it's not that exciting. She'll go to school. She'll have homework. She'll uh, do all her normal things. And yet we just want to make sure that as a family, we're honoring those kind of things. So yeah, it is something that we talked about and it is something that's a perfect example for this type of discussion. It's, it's a hard thing to sometimes balance what you want to do, your personal growth, your journey as an individual and the fact that you have responsibilities to your family. Right, right. And another thing too is just because works on my mind with that, there's plenty of times where it's like, if it's not something I really want to do and it's, it's not something that's in alignment with me being there for my family, I'm going to push back on it. It doesn't mean I will always not do it, but I'm going to push back on it. And I've done that enough to claim my space enough that the people around me know that that's how I'm going to feel <laughs> and they can adjust accordingly. It hasn't always been smooth because it's difficult when you're leaning into any of these things we're going to discuss, because again, it's not going to be alignment with what someone else wants you to do. But I believe that one of our main jobs as parents is to be there for your kids, is to educate your kids and instill in your kids the value system that you follow so that hopefully they can, you know, carry that on to the next, you know, throughout their life. And so with that in mind, and the next main core value that comes in my mind is faith. And it's not always easy to talk about. To be honest, we've kind of avoided it a lot on this show because we don't want to feel like to people that we're preaching to them. Look, I'm not preaching to you. I'm not telling you you have to believe what I believe, but I'm going to tell you what I believe. I'm a Christian. Me and Meg are Christian family. We made the decision to send our kids to a Christian school because we want some, we want that faith a part of our life. You might not be able to do that. You might not want to do that. That's fine. But for us, 
faith is a huge thing. I start my day every day talking to God. I start my day every day with prayer and devotional time. At every meal, we sit down with our kids and we have a prayer and we talk about and thanking God for everything that's provided in our life. It's a core tenet of what, what I do and who I am. And we instill that in our relationship together. We instill that in the community of people we surround ourselves with. We instill that in the values that we talk about on this podcast where we don't actually say, well, this is actually a Christian value that we have because we don't want to turn people away, but it is a Christian value nonetheless. It's, it's the most important value for me. <laughs> and then I avoid it because again, I don't want the conflict and I don't want people to turn off. I mean, we might have people turn it off now and that's okay. I'm not, I'm really not trying to preach, but I think you should know if you listen to this podcast, what we believe. And if you don't, then I'm doing a disservice to you and to myself and to my family because I'm not actually sharing that. But that's a, a core tenet of everything we do and every decision we make because every big decision and small decision I make, I pray first and then I make the decision. Yeah. And, you know, it's as you were saying all that, I was thinking about how, you know, sometimes our kids are angry with us because we have to go to church because they don't want to go to church on Sunday mornings. And just how important it is for that, for our family, for them to realize that like, hey, you might not love this, but the same way we go to school Monday through Friday, it's going to be pretty much a normal thing that on Sundays we're going to go to church. And, you know, maybe one day they will decide that's not for them. I hope that's not the case. I really pray every single day that it's not the case. But while they're here, while they're with us, that's going to be something that they're going to need to expect. And so we push back a little bit on them. Hey, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but as you know, we go to church. So I'm sorry that you don't want to, but go grab your Bible. It's time to go. Like, mm-hmm. And that's something that happens a lot. I mean, the other night our daughter was just saying, mommy, are we going to church on Sunday? And I said, well, yeah. And she said, well, I don't really want to. Are you serving? And I said, not this week. And then she's like, well, why do we have to go? And I said, well, because I want to go. Like when I'm not serving, then I actually get to attend church. So just those kind of little moments where it's another opportunity for us to show our children, not just tell our children, show our children what faith looks like for us and how that kind of manifests in our real life. Right. Yeah. The next one I I had put down is honesty and it's because that's in everything. I mean, yeah, you, you can't be a hundred percent honest all the time because people would think you're an absolute crazy person. I.e., you can't say everything that comes to your mind at every moment. But people know for me personally, if they come to me and they ask my advice, I'm gonna be real and straight with them. I mean, you can even ask, do I have your permission to be direct? And then people can say yes, you know, you have my permission. But enough times where people come with you that people now know around me in my life that if they want to know my opinion and they ask it, they're gonna get it. And also the expectation that people will be honest with us. Well, right. Well, that's what I was going to say. With that, you're instilling in the relationship that that's something that you want back. But like we are honest. Like a perfect example, our son the other night was sitting at school and thought it was a great idea to cut his pants with his scissors. His uniform pants, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, like $40, $50 shorts, y'all. I mean, but the point is he cut the pants. And so Meg pulls off the pants. She's looking at them to throw them in the laundry, whatever. And there's multiple holes in them. And Meg said to him, look, before you say anything, you're going to be in way more trouble if you're not honest about it or not. Like we just do not accept that you're going to lie or not be honest. We're very, very, you could even say instead of honesty that you're a person of your word. 
Like your word to me is your bond. Your word is more important than anything. If I can't trust what you tell me you're going to do, then I can't trust you as a person. Like you need to stick to your word. And because I have that value, I firmly expect everyone else to have that as well if they're going to be interacting with me. And if you want to really upset me, you won't keep to your word like you said. And if the honesty is not there, then I don't have trust. And if I don't have trust, then I don't need you around me. You kind of really weirdly morphed that away from the story and out and into your Sorry. thing. So the end of the story is that he made the right decision. He kind of sat for a moment. He kind of wasn't sure whether he should tell us the truth. He didn't really know. He was kind of playing back and forth with it. And I said, you need to tell the truth. This is very important that you don't lie. You cannot lie about this. We need to know exactly what happened. How did these holes on your pants get there? And he told us he didn't want to, but he realized that, we're saying, hey, honesty here is the best policy. It's always the best policy. We need to tell the truth. And he did. It took him some time to get the <laughs> thought out. He was very nervous to tell us. He was very nervous to tell us. He did not want to get in trouble. He did not want his iPad taken away. He did not want a switch taken away. He was nervous. He thought, what consequence am I going to have? And is it worth it? But ultimately, truth won. And he told us that he took scissors and he cut his pants. Right. And because he was honest, we decided that we'd warn him and we didn't give a punishment because he was honest and we want to encourage them to be honest with us. And I want to encourage everyone else to be honest with me. And with that, by the way, if someone is honest with you, it doesn't mean you go and gossip and share it with everyone else. Like if someone is telling you something personally, keep that between you because that's another way to build that muscle and build that Right. Honesty kind of goes with discretion, right? Like Correct. if you have the ability to be honest with somebody and they're going to be transparent and honest with you, you also have to have trans, uh, uh, discretion right there with it. Right. Right. The next one is going to be shocking to y'all. Oh my goodness. I can't believe this is even a core value for the growth reframe podcast, but it's growth. Wow. That is <laughs> totally shocking. <laughs> but yeah, growth in everything you do. I believe that I don't believe in the fixed mindset. I believe that you can grow. I believe that if you don't know something today, it doesn't mean that you're not going to know it tomorrow. I believe if you don't have a skill today, you have every opportunity to learn that skill. I believe that through experience, you can grow, you can, you can expand, you can get to a different place than you're at today if you have that mindset. And that's how we go out, go at it in our life. Like if there's a challenge, we face it head on because we know that no matter how it turns out, we're going to grow on the other side of it. Whether we go through it kicking and screaming or whether we go through it with a positive attitude, the fact is growth will happen. All the worst things that have happened in our lives, we've grown exponentially from. It's actually supercharged our growth in those moments. But most people will shy away from growth because they want comfort. They want to stick back to what they know. And so they don't necessarily want to grow because growth means something different and you got to do something different. And we're in that nature of our patterns and we constantly want to continue to do things the way we've always done them, mm -hmm. but not, not for us. And not forgetting too, that growth doesn't have to just mean like personal growth type stuff. It can also just be in the total aspect of like, Hey, the saying goes, people don't change, but actually by believing in growth, you're saying that I believe that people can change just because something is the way that it is. Doesn't mean it's the way that something always has to be just because you don't get to get off the hook by saying, Oh, that's just the way he is. That's just the way I am. That's just the way it goes. Like those things may be true right now. Like maybe that is the way I am right now, but it doesn't mean that I can't consciously make the decision to change that about myself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you can't do that same thing. Yeah. I always say people don't change unless they want to. 
Like you're never going to force someone to change, but if they want to actually change, then they can improve themselves. Then they can take the appropriate steps. Then they can change. You're never going to change anyone. They have to want to change. And so, yeah, people can't change unless they want to. Do you want to hit on our last one? Sure. The last one's resilience. And I cannot tell you how many times I have thought about resilience in the form of parenting, like just in the context of parenting. Resilience for me, I probably wouldn't have even said it was a thing for me really until maybe the last five to 10 years probably. And, you know, during that time, of course, I became a mother. Um, Then I became a mother of two. And so as things were happening in our personal lives, as things were happening Uh, in the business that we help run, uh, that's when I started thinking like, man, resilience is so important. That ability to not just brush yourself off, but to brush yourself off and try again and again and again and again. And maybe it takes 97 tries, but not giving up. And that just relentless nature, whether that's personal or business, means something to me. It means something to you. And maybe not everyone thinks that resilience is important, but dang it, in this house, we sure do. And in this business that we have, we sure do because it's everything. You have to be willing, at least in my opinion, you have to be willing to just get yourself back up and try. Like you can't let every little thing derail you. You can't let every little thing get your little feelings hurt and not want to try anymore and, you know, give up and do something else. Your feelings are going to get hurt everywhere you go and everything you do. You're going to feel like a doofus sometimes in your life. Like if every little time something doesn't go right or you get your feelings hurt, you give up, you're never going to accomplish anything. You're never going to get through anything. You're always going to give up too soon. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole idea of resilience is just, it's just not giving up. But then with that, if you have that attitude, if you have that value system, you can accomplish so much because life's always going to throw curveballs at you. You're always going to have things come up. Like you were just mentioning, man, there's always going to be someone around the corner who doesn't treat you right or does you wrong. And yeah, you could easily fall into the victimhood mentality, or you could fall into the attitude that you're going to get through it no matter what. Yeah, it's never going to go exactly how you planned, but with the attitude, the fact that you can go through it with that resilience, then you instill in yourself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get through this and I'm just going to keep getting back up regardless of what life throws at me. And then man, six months down the road, a year down the road, a few years down the road, just imagine where you're at with that type of attitude. It's, it's really had the biggest impact on us and all certainly in all of our Uh, our positive times, but a lot in our negative downward times, because when you're in the valleys, it's really hard to be resilient. But sometimes you just got to even being resilient, it's just getting up every day and facing the day. It can be something as simple as that, or not letting one thing derail you or continuing to pursue something that you said you were going to do, even when you don't want to do it, like having the discipline to do it because you're resilient enough to push through it. Yeah. I want to turn the conversation away from like our personal values and turn it a little bit towards just, I want to know from you, what do you think is a way or maybe the most important way? I'll ask it like that. What's the most important thing somebody can do when they want to try to explore their values, when they want to try to understand what makes them them and what they believe? That's such a great question. So yeah, the easiest way to do that, and we can all do this, is you look at the people that you admire. And so we go back to one of our principles of faith. 
So you look at some people that I look up to in the media space that are talking openly about their faith. You have Trent Shelton, you have Sean Cannell, you have Patrick Bet David. They all will openly talk about their faith and share it. And they don't worry about whether they're going to ruffle feathers. They're just true to themselves and they're just sharing what they believe. And it's so admirable to me. So like looking at people out there, whether in the space or people you know personally, what are the things that you admire about them and how can you instill that in yourself to go out there and figure out your value systems? And then the second one is what do people do that annoy you? Like what is irritating to you that other people do? Maybe that's a sign pointing to something that is your value. Like that's something you hold dear. And so when they're doing that, it's irritating to you. Like maybe timeliness is a value to you. And maybe when people are late, it's a huge thing to you. Or maybe, uh, I don't know, may, I, I can't even think right now, but there's so many things that other people do that irritate you that can be a guiding light and, a, and shine the light on what your principles are. And the fact is, life just becomes so much easier when you have a guiding light, when you have the principles set in place and in motion, when you're making decisions. It's almost like a diagram that points down to, like, does this align with my values? If not, okay, the answer is no. If yes, okay, which one aligns the best with what I'm trying to do? Because it just makes life because life's difficult, it makes it a little bit easier on the journey of life if you have a guiding light and principles that will lead you in the decisions that you're making and what you decide to pursue. I think that's a great place to end it. We love y'all. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Growth Reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you, so shoot us a DM on Instagram at Growth Reframed. We love y'all.